The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Christy Scales, Aisha Morrison, Nicole Hutchison, and Jess Navarez. Welcome in to Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys in the SWBC studio. I'm Nicole Hutchison, alongside Aisha Morrison and Miss Christy Scales. Ladies, not a victory Tuesday, unfortunately. Yeah, you know I have... I'm lucky sick. Well, I picked, you know, I picked against us. <laughs> See, I didn't. I was hoping. I was hoping that it would work opposite, but it did not. You tried to pull the double reverse jinx and it didn't work. Uh, I did. I pulled like a lucky whitehead type situation. <laughs> and it, most people get that reference and it did not work. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, ladies, unfortunately, um, the Cowboys losing by a field goal. Um, they go down and score on their final offensive possession and, Crazy drive. Defense just can't get the stops they need to on that final drive. Uh, just Let's just start from the beginning of this game. Uh, that fumble really set the tone uh, from Hunter Lipke. Uh, but, but what was, I guess, the turning point for you guys in this game? Oh, that was that. certain. Well, it wasn't, wasn't a turning point, but it's it was kind of like, oh boy, it's going to be one Tone of those days shit. because it yeah. really couldn't have started off uh, better until mm-hmm. that um, the fumble, uh, Dak trying to get the ball to Lipke and is on the ground, and I, I'm right at the goal line, you know, and looking, it's like I can't say what I was thinking because <laughs> we'd lose our broadcast license, but it's like, oh boy, it's going to be that kind of day, mm-hmm. and. Um, it's just a, a shame because you're right, Nicole, the, the defense not able to get that stop at the end. Yeah. And just it was such a great defensive effort up yeah. until that uh, point to hold that kind of uh, offense yeah. to just one touchdown. Impressive. And, yeah, but I think the, the one thing, because, um, you know, each um, after each game I have to write something for Dallas Morning News Sports Day Online, and it's like, how do you say the same thing over and over? Because it's, it's you know, and make it sound fresh. Yeah. And I think ultimately what it comes down to in terms of these losses on the road, it doesn't have to do with where the game is taking place, whether it's AT&T, AT&T Stadium or in Miami or Buffalo or uh, San Francisco or Philadelphia. The Dallas Cowboys are good enough to beat any team on any site. Hello. But not good enough to beat two good teams on the same day, meaning the opponent and themselves. And so even though the uh, turnover ratio was minus one, when you're not getting the takeaways and there were just the six penalties, but when they happened, boy, were they killer. It's the timing. It's it's the timing. And so so that's, to me, that's the bottom line is when the Cowboys don't beat themselves, they can beat anybody. But when you're playing these really good teams and it happens to be on the road, you have to play a nearly perfect game. Yeah. And when you don't, those small things, when they say that just one or two plays turn to game, it's so true. And that's what uh, happened again uh, on Sunday in Miami. Yeah, for me, it was um, the defense forcing that three and out on, on Miami uh, coming out the half. Mm-hmm. And then the offense mm-hmm. not being able to do 
anything with that possession. I get I get quite a bit frustrated because I do believe, as you as you said, just like there's penalties in games that can shift a game, there are points in these games where I just I feel like you get in your best play. You you settle in, you calm down, and you put your best foot forward because at that situation, I felt like that was an opportunity for the Cowboys to go take the game. Yeah. Yeah. You forced the three and out coming out the half. Mm-hmm. You know that Miami tried to go two for one. They wanted to get up on you. That's why they. That's why um, you know deferring and or taking the ball is important because that op- the opportunity is there, and just to not reward your defense after forcing that three and out and it wasn't even just a three and out it was they came out pissed yeah. <laughs> respectfully that that was the donovan wilson good hit yes yeah. they mm-hmm. came out pissed mm-hmm. and you come out on offense and you don't match their intensity mm-hmm. you don't match their energy and to me like that's when i knew that this game was going to get a little out of hand and to your point christy it really sucks uh when you go back and look at this game and when you go back and look at these games, and to your point, it's just regurgitating the same thing, the untimeliness of the penalties when mm-hmm. they happen. And to me, really, it's the lack of uh, offensive rhythm that mm-hmm. hurts you so bad in these games. And I'm just, I don't know, we, the protection is things that, you know, I know we'll get into and stuff, but that's the most disappointing part yeah. of it for me, and that's how I knew that. It was going to be a rough day, kind of sorter. After that, no, for, nothing came out of that third and third and three and out. That's my bad. I was too no, long with it. My bad, no, no, because no, I couldn't get it out. I couldn't. I wanted to make sure I remember what I was going to uh, go with this because you, both of you, all mentioned the penalties, and I took notes on every single one because that, like, and how crucial they were. Because you had maybe on the third drive of the game, it was a holding on Tyler Smith penalty mm-hmm. brings back Dak six-yard run that would have been mm-hmm. a first down. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then you had roughing the passer on Micah Parsons, of course, that gave Miami a new set of downs, turned up to a touchdown. That was 13-7 um, Miami leads. Then in the second half, you had um, Dak Prescott. He, After Jalen Tolbert's 45-yard pass, he had a first down run, but then it was negated by the illegal shift on C.D. and Jake. Oh, that so, was a killer. Man. Oh, that was a killer. Like, it hurts. It so hurts. It's the correct call, but oh my gosh. It hurts. Yeah. You're but right. you're so close to yeah. putting together great drives, and you get near the red zone, sometimes in the red zone, and then it's just... I nothing was, comes out of it. Christy, to your point, I'm glad yeah. that you brought up that play, the illegal shift. What information did you get mm. from the sideline? Because when you go back and watch it, that ref was t- – there was some communication between the, the official and CD prior to that play, mm-hmm. that snap being uh, – that yeah, that play being called. And so I want to know – I wish we had a chance to ask, like, what was the communication? Because it seemed like CD was trying to ask where he needed to be. Yeah, the the problem, CD did the right thing, and the official did the right thing in alerting him that he did need to move back. The problem is that when CD made that move to get back and stay on side so that he would not be penalized, at the exact time that CD moved back is when Ferguson went in motion, and you cannot have two people moving at the same time. Tracking. And so that's why it was a penalty. And so it was the correct call. Uh, If it had been... A second earlier that that he had checked and, and moved, but but you just can't have the two people moving at the same time uh, like that. And that so and, and I I saw the the down judges that there are the two officials that are on the line of scrimmage 
are the line judge and the down judge. And so um, uh, I saw the judge throw the flag, you know, at the start of the play. I mean, I could see it go way up in the air. <laughs> they and, and then you, and they do it. Yeah. They do it so hard. So, so like, it's just like, it's so like oh, man. And, and uh, I saw Ferguson go in motion, and I thought, ooh, I, I hope, I hope, meaning CD. I remember thinking, I hope CD got set. And um, but I didn't have a good angle at that point to see if he did. But as soon as I th- saw that flag go up, I'm like, uh oh. So it, it, it was the correct call. It, but it was a timing thing. That's a very, very common thing. And we've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. It's what Kadarius Tony failed to do, you know, when it negated that uh, great yeah. play uh, for the uh, Chiefs. He should have, you know, moved back and gotten on side. CD did do that. It was just bad timing at the time that Ferguson was going in motion, m- was making his move. When those penalties happened from your sideline perspective, did you see any like deflation from the guys or what what kind of reaction well it was just kind of a uh the sideline just wanted to know what the call was okay. and then frustration of oh gosh no but for like all we did the that. penalties for all the penalties that were costly did you see any well you reactions? know i i just uh you know micah continues to plead for calls mm. and it's been that way for two-thirds of the season you know and you can just see him get more frustrated and more frustrated and more frustrated as the game goes along, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, I thought in real time, uh, with Micah coming in, getting the hit on Tua, I was not surprised that the referee threw the flag, threw the roughing Mm -hmm. the the passer. I mean, that was a hard, hard hit in real time. It looked so violent. It was a clean clean hit, you know. I mean, it was not, you know, it wasn't to the head. It wasn't, you know. On target, but um, so I wasn't surprised that the flag was thrown. When I went back and looked later at the slow motion, when it's super slow mo, you're like, "Ooh, that's a tough call." But in real time, I thought, "Oh, definitely a flag." Mm. Yeah, yeah. Do you all think, and we'll get to offense and defense in the next couple of uh, segments, but do you all think this could have been a different game? Well, certainly. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. To me, what's frustrating about the Cowboys defense not getting the stop at the end mm-hmm. of the game is look at Miami's personnel that was on the field. They were without Jalen Waddle, who we find out mm-hmm. today it's actually a high ankle sprain oh. for Waddle. So he was not on the field. Uh, Robbie Chosen had gone out in the first quarter uh, with a concussion. Mm-hmm. They only had one of their five regular offensive linemen starting the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Mostert wasn't uh, out there, I believe, for the final drive. He missed most of the mm-hmm. second half. So it was mostly um, A-Chan and, and Jeff Wilson. And so the fact that they're – and the killer penalty on Damone Clark, they were nearly in field goal range mask, yeah. just after the, the face mask penalty – so the fact that you couldn't get the stop on a depleted offensive line and uh, without so many of their, their weapons uh, for that Dolphins offense at the skill position, it, it, was, it was, to me, truly disappointing. A depleted offensive line, yet no. I'm not going to go there. Um, no, no, go there. What are you thinking time. with the penalties? It's just, it's, I, I. Or I've, lack of calls? Yeah, I've talked about it before. And um, as someone that considered myself an analyst, I don't like people telling me not to talk about officiating at all. Because I do think we're ta- we're talking about yeah. it right now, how the calls that were warranted in some instances with the Cowboys mm-hmm. shifted 
the game plan, the momentum, everything that 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 could be. And you look at this Cowboys defensive line. There's been several times they've gone up against depleted offensive lines. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I go back, I watch, I go back and watch. You go back and watch. We we have to watch this intently. And uh, it's just it's frustrating because to your point, yeah, that was a very depleted offensive line. If you go back, you can look and see that they were very depleted, but it just didn't matter. And so to your point about them not being able to get out the field, um, credit to uh, McDaniels and those folks, Mm -hmm. because there was a little bit of a chess match going on between he and Dan Quinn all day. And don't get it twisted. I really liked the defensive game plan. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people hated the fact that they were playing soft coverage and things of that nature. Hey, man, say, man. You're damned if you're due. You're damned if you yeah. don't. If you if you match man and you and you press, yeah, you you'd want to press because you want to get them off their spot, give your pass rush time to get there. But at the same time, you got guys blowing past guys. You got to adjust. I thought Dan Quinn adjusted well in that game. Defense kept the lid on the um, the end zone most of the game. They 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 uh, what they bent, but they didn't break. I, I liked the game plan for the yeah. most part. McDaniel saw them in that man. And he was like, oh, screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's, 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 it was frustrating to see them not get off the field. The, obviously, like you said, the um, face mask was killer by Damone Clark, uh, just over-pursuing there, and, and he wanted to make the tackle. And then also, too, where did they start? On the, 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 fun, the final oh. drive was the, their own 25. It was a touchback was a, was a because, touchback. because the Cowboys had just scored the go-ahead. Tracking. Uh-huh. So, yeah, yeah it, it's... To see them not get off yeah. the field in that situation was f- frustrating, but it was more frustrating because you have been playing well and schematically things have been working mm-hmm. to that point, and you made that one little hiccup, and he was able to exploit it just mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. This, this, mm-hmm. this, 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 that OC has the capability of pick up tendencies really quick, and again, like I, just, he as soon as yeah. like I'm sure his eyes lit up when he saw them sure. in the man, yeah. yeah, and they got after it, and then that you know, the uh, edge contain and stuff came back to it. All game, you did that well. You contained mm-hmm. the edge well. You rally tackle. Mm. And the most important play of the game, to me, was the screen pass. And it, and you weren't able to get off the field. So, I'm, um, I don't know, y'all. Well, sometimes you have to tip your cap to the other team. They oh, made yeah, the they right did. play at the right time. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And tipping your cap to the other team, I think they did a good job of not making it easy for the Cowboys to drive downfield as far as field position, like you mentioned. I mean, every starting field yeah. position was either a touchback, uh, third drive of the game. Dallas started on the six, their own six-yard line. They start on their own two coming out the half on the 25 again. I mean, 31. Like Yeah, the, the, average, the average drive um, – chart you look at the drive chart and it'll yeah. give you the average uh, dallas started its possessions averaging its own 21 yard line mm-hmm. but Sick. miami didn't have good field ne- neither team started in the other's territory okay yeah uh yeah i thought the punters were outstanding in this game brian yes. anger was nails <laughs> yeah. gosh he is awesome uh miami's uh, average drive start was its own 26 mm. so um it was one where you were going to have to borrow the old hank stram term matriculate the ball down the field and that's something that it's hard to make Miami do and that's why like Aisha was talking about why you played that zone uh, for the most part you know to try and negate that speed even though uh, the uh, Dolphins tested early the uh, incompletion to Tyreek Hill and then uh, the completion 50 yards to Jalen Waddle down the right mm-hmm. side on the third uh, play and that was um, their longest play of the game. Yeah, he got smacked on oh, that yeah. play. Yeah, that that I mean, a lot of people were like, "Well, 
um that could have been a that could have been a catch and i'm like yo like it was very close like it was almost a sack like because he got hit very hard where that ball was coming mm. out um yeah no you're right they did t- they they tested it early and i i mean like i said it sucks because i just felt like the defense for the most part did a good job of mm-hmm. of, of keeping mm-hmm. these guys off the field and playing disciplined they haven't handled motion and those things very well for a lot of the season i thought they played a lot more sound this game but boy your linebackers missed that interior mm-hmm. defensive line they are getting their asses whooped out there and it's not even like they're getting beat up it's just that there's only so much they can do when they have guards and tackles climbing on them or if they're getting stuck you know looking in a gap and they're going another direction they your linebackers really struggled this game in spots and I know that a lot of that has to do with you miss Hankins, Hankins dog yeah. mm-hmm. you miss him a lot and I know that we talked about it last week and it's everyone's like next man open no you can't replace good two gapping sound two gapping and it, it, it made a difference to me in this game um specifically so We're going to take our first break and talk about offense coming up right after the break. You're watching Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like... Well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola a journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Marcus Lawrence is the Dallas Cowboys nominee for the 2023 Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award presented by Nationwide. Help tank raise funds for Dak Prescott's Faith Fight Finish Foundation by casting your vote on NFL.com slash Man of the Year or tweet your support using the hashtag WPMOY Challenge. Voting ends on January 8th. Vote for Tank. You, We are Girls Talk, Boys Talk presented by... Uh, Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. And Aisha, we wanted to talk in this segment about the Cowboys offense. Mm-hmm. And we uh, noted earlier the great start that uh, uh, ended with a, a fumble at the one-yard line there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, one of the themes coming out of this is uh, C.D. Lamb's hot start and then not getting uh, action second and third quarter and then coming back to him in the fourth quarter. As it was going, you know, now that you've had hindsight to see what happened in those second and third quarters, but what were you thinking watching live as it's happening? Um, I, I was shocked in a sense because, I mean – 
I saw him up against. I saw him up against pretty much every corner they had at some point in time with how they were using him in the slot. We talked about it on this show that the nickel corner was a favorable matchup. I'm sorry, I don't have his name in front of me. Um, was a favorable matchup in the slot, and that you could find that find that matchup for C.D. Lamb. And when um, things start going in the opposite direction, it, it was just so surprising to not. And it was also, too, how they were using him. They used him out the backfield. They used him at the slot. Yeah. They used him at the mm-hmm. X. They used him. I mean, it was just, it clearly was an effort to get him the ball early and often and to go away from that um, at that point in the game. I mean, he just changes how defenses play you. And his him how he stresses people, just how Micah stresses people on the defensive side. It's the same effect in a sense. It's like people are trying to figure out how to stop him. And so I just I was disappointed, I guess I wanna say, just because when you're when your number one player is is getting off to a hot start like that from everywhere on the field, it should be more difficult to take him away. And I didn't particularly see anything going back um from a schematics standpoint that that just took him out right away. I think it laid on the hands of your protection and some of your quarterback it, uh, I think absolutely right. Um, you know, the protection was certainly uh, an issue in this game, and Tyron Smith's absence was felt yeah. uh, in terms of um, communication or lack thereof, identification. Um, and so, um, yeah, there were too many times where they were coming free Uh, on the left side but in addition to that I think it also had to do a lot with your field position as well yeah in the second and third quarter so you you look at yeah Yeah. Nicole's absolutely right so you look at the start of the uh, second quarter the Cowboys had the ball at their own six Mm -hmm. started the third quarter their own two yard line and so um certainly that affects your own uh play calling when you're uh if you would have to throw out of your own end zone and uh, with the protection <laughs> question so that we were tense, talking yeah. about earlier. Weren't you tense? I was so tense. When they, they were stressing were... me out. <laughs> they were stressing me out in the press box. And I'm just like, because you see just linebackers just running up the middle free. And nobody's picking up blitzes. You see Chuma Idoga just letting guys just run right past him. And you're just like, where's the protection, y'all? Because this isn't what y'all see, what we saw from the last couple of weeks, I mean, before the Bills. Uh, So I think that was more so frustrating for me. Um, But what do y'all think, I guess, could have been done differently as far as protection? this offensive line. Communication is is a big thing. It it was interesting because Mm -hmm. post-game and there's nothing more, as you know, Nicole, nothing worse than going into a locker room after a loss to try and get some uh, uh, quotes and sound. But uh, Tyler Smith, Cowboys left guard, Mm -hmm. uh, always very accommodating and always gives thoughtful answers. And so uh, he was a few few answers in uh, standing in front of his locker just talking about the the disappointment of, of coming away with a, another loss and so I thought well I'll kind of give a, a layup question so I, and I think the way that I phrased it was something like um, can you talk about uh, working with Chuma again because it's been several weeks since you started next to each other and <laughs> Tyler's Ty, well Ty, no Tyler's answer was we need to uh, he says I need to do a better job of communicating we mm. had some communication issues and I thought ooh, you know they're they're little when you're when you're in a, a press conference or when you're in a situation like that and you're kind of listening for game puts or just little red flags or little alerts go off sometimes yeah. when you have these answers and this is certainly 
10 minutes after the game. So it's not like you've had time to go back and look or assess mm-hmm. or talk with anybody about some of the things that you thought might have happened in the game. And as soon as he says, oh, you know, I need to do a better job of communicating, I'm like, okay, what what we think – what I think I saw, yeah, I saw. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you mentioned the the blitzes and things yeah. like that. That's something that this offensive line has struggled with mm-hmm. um, for a lot of the season is getting the free rusher. And um, like you said, Christy, you talk about the communication and things like that. I will say too, it wasn't just Chuma. Um, Terrence still had his, oh, yeah. yeah, he yeah. had he his had fair share in. of struggles over there as well. And what I didn't see, which you asked, what could have been done to help out i didn't see them lining up tony pollard kind of wide mm. to kind of help out with not chipping but just kind of redirecting the edge player i didn't see so much of jake ferguson even doing that as much as they've they've mm-hmm. done it in the past and again it might be because of like you said the field position and some of the stuff that mm-hmm. you need to do um, you need your receivers or your receiving threats to be out there like yeah. you, mm-hmm. the timing of it is very important and mm-hmm. so where typically they could go out there and kind of chip or whatever the case may be when you're pinned back deep and things of that nature you're that's little half a second matters and um i wanted to ask coach mccarthy uh, <laughs> i got distracted uh <laughs> but i wanted to ask him what I mean, it's difficult when you're pinned deep into your end zone. And I heard him say yesterday that explicit words about well, not yesterday, but on the interview on the game day um, that he wasn't good. His his play calling was not good when they were pinned back deep. I wanted to ask, like, what are the easy buttons for those situations? What do you do? Because I'm just wanting to learn myself, you know, like I think I've seen it. But when, it's easy to say, but I, there can't be a lot of plays for when you're pinned that deep right. or options. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask because I, I know that was a big part. Starting field position, to your point, I think played a huge role yeah. in this offense's lack of success um, moving the ball. Yeah. And even when they had that long drive with the 19 play drive, what they started at the 25? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you just – I thought special teams was good, but you didn't. You just didn't get that many opportunities mm-hmm. or returns or anything this game. So, they, like you said, the punters – they earned their money. They yeah. they really did. They punished their money. But, but I, I tell you, Maybe. though, that, that uh, long uh, drive to start the game, I love winning the toss and taking Going. the ball. Yeah. I love that it's, it's, it's the yeah. third time this year that the Cowboys have won the toss and elected mm-hmm. to take the ball because it is setting the tone early. It's knowing that uh, uh, you want to play, well, obviously, every game you want to play with the lead, but you, you don't want to fall behind the Dolphins, give them the ball first, yeah. And if they score, then you're play, having to play uh, catch-up uh, the whole time. You don't want to do that against a, a potent offense um, like the Dolphins. And so um, uh, I I really liked that decision at the beginning of the game, and it, it paid off until you had the fumble right there at the goal line. Does the red zone, running the football in the red zone still concern you? Because remember, I can't remember if it was first half, when Tony Pollard, uh, the run to the right left side, uh, and he does not run oh, to the pylon. That he was a uh, – yeah, he kind of cut it. It's like, oh, if, if, he'd, if he'd have gone yep. more the angle exactly. towards the pylon, uh, would he have scored? It yeah. looks like he had the angle, mm-hmm. and yet uh, then they came up and stopped him just short of the goal line. Heck of a play. Good defensive <laughs> yeah. play there to um, uh, stop him just short. Um, and the ball was spotted correctly. Mm-hmm. I think the officials got that totally right. But, um, yeah, shoulda, woulda, coulda, right? 
Yeah, I've, they overcomplicated it a bit down there. Um, yeah. They had the play action call when you were on the three. Just do y'all, y'all trying to make me mad? Hand the ball off. Trying to make me mad yeah, or something? They, they're like, what can we do to get Aisha going? <laughs> Listen, and girls talk, boys talk. Listen, I was, I was like, to your to your question. Yeah, when they overcomplicate it. <laughs> I believe you do have gentlemen on this team that can get you two yards at this point. I'm not, I mean, (laughs) granted, I understand you're not getting a whole bunch of push up there at the Mm -hmm. front because some of the situation with your offensive line. But, yeah, there was a couple of instances they got down there, if I'm not mistaken, and they overcomplicated it. And, uh, yeah, so I I don't, I think this team's red zone issues, if you go back and look at the Mm -hmm. games, it's penalties. Yep. It's offensive line execution. And then sometimes it's like, why are we doing this right here? This don't make no sense. Well, they hand it to the fullback and they can't even get the handoff. So, you know. But my homie, but my friend brought it up to me and she said, she said, you know, the exchanges might have been cleaner down there if you had been using him at the goal line Mm. earlier in the season. And again, I know that he's grown. Like Mike McCarthy's brought up the fact that he has grown, and he he has. Hunter Lipke. Yes, yeah. it's yeah. been impressive to see yeah. him grow in this position. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's gotten even better as a as a blocker and things of that nature. He's got and so I mean I get it, but there is something to be said about the. Exp- it's different down there. It's mm-hmm. different down there at that red zone. It is. It's different because that window's tighter. Everybody's playing in close. It, it's. It's very little room for error down there, and I do think it is new. Not new, but it is something that you have to get accustomed to as a back to just continue to go down there. Well, so, well, yeah. and, and it's not run, – the run game in the NFL isn't what it used to be in terms of now you have all these RPOs and quarterbacks pulling mm-hmm. uh, the ball or, or not. And, you know, there's – it's not always simple handoffs anymore. Tracking. Yeah. So, yeah, communication <laughs> so, and yeah, all that stuff yeah, matters just, down there, yeah, too. But yeah. I, I mean, I, the, road, the red zone trips as of late have not been disappointing, but I will say that I don't – I think sometimes they get down there and they just make it a little bit harder Hardly, than what it needs yeah. to be, even in these short yardage situation. I think last week you had like a – what, a second and one, and you did <laughs> – yeah. On a second and one. Hey, hey can I ask one, before we go yeah. off of um, offense, that final drive, the touchdown to take mm. the lead, twenty to nineteen. Fantastic. Who drive. was that? Was mm. you talk about overcoming so many things Ooh, in that one drive? Was money. I thought that was one of Dak's finest drives I've ever seen him in eight seasons. And I was thinking fine. to myself, Cowboys are gonna. They take the lead here, hold on, and win this game. Mm -hmm. This may be uh, MVP, the final stamp. Say it. Yeah, Yeah. and I was just thinking, oh, my gosh, he's really put this all together and finally going to get some critics off of his back Mm -hmm. with that drive. That's what they've been been waiting to see, right, how he reacts or how he um, gets throws off when – Things aren't going his way, uh, and I actually have to take notes on that drive because you know my memory a little bit. But no, uh, that was when he actually uh, got the throw off to Michael Gallup, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yep. I think that was that was so impressive. But I mean, Dak was getting pressure in his face all night long. I think he was making some incredible throws, good decisions with the time, the little time that he did have. So I was impressed all night. But no, that drive, that drive did actually it was most impressive. It's a lot less quick stuff too, which mm-hmm. was odd to me. Um, Given the fact that you are down quite a few, uh, you're you're down, you know, arguably one of your best offensive linemen. I'm sorry, y'all, a little rusty, I guess. Um, 
he had some some deep drops Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so I guess I did expect the quick game to be there a little bit more against this defense so I'm sure that's something Mike McCarthy mentioned that um you asked earlier like how we feel about this team they need to be more detail oriented Mm. and it's the little small things in these big games that are mattering and to hear Mike McCarthy said that they took an extra 30 minutes um, mm-hmm. This, you know, today in team meetings to go back and look at that Miami game and to look at the details of things. I believe that matters. I believe that matters. And because I feel like that's what's kind of getting them off kilter. I think that's kind of what's causing some of these issues, especially when you start talking about the penalties, mm-hmm. the illegal shifts and all this stuff. And even the small things like the defensive line, I don't think they had an offsides this time, but yeah. all the offsides and stuff like that, just the details of the game. Um, I think are important here because I'm, I'm sick. You're sick and tired. I'm sick and I'm I'm frustrated. <laughs> but what was your question? You didn't get to it. You were talking about the um, just in terms of were you guys thinking that Dak Dak wrote his MVP oh, resume no, no, that dri- on that, I think that so. particular drive? Has anybody else put together a 19 play? Uh, yeah, 17, 19 so. plays, 69 yards, 7 minutes, and 39 seconds. Oh, Has anybody else did incredible. that this year? Well, I mean, there for may the have been, but in terms ahead. of – and the other mm. thing was, you know, that throw to C.D. Lamb on third down. Yeah. I mean, I know that they had the conversion uh, to C.D. for 11 yards on the fourth and two. That was at the Miami 43-yard uh, line. Mm-hmm. But to get to that point, that throw on third down where he kind of had to lay it over yeah. – uh, Oh, it was a beautiful yeah. throw, yeah. you know. And um, uh, then the fourth and goal on the uh, four—that was the uh, penalty in the end zone on uh, Turp, or sorry, just outside the end zone on, on Turpin, put the ball at the half-yard line, and then the sack by Chubb knocks it back to the eight-yard line, and and that throw to Brandon Cooks—that was a great yeah. catch by Brandon Cooks and getting both feet down. But what? A throw hmm. by yeah. Dak. So I thought, fancy. here you go, MVP. Yeah, and then, then Miami Tua, Tua, who's also an MVP candidate as well, answered with a long drive. So I think that's funny because it was goes back to the tweet that somebody tweeted. Was that Micah? That was Michael Parsons who <laughs> <laughs> tweeted that yesterday, and I quoted it because um, he basically said, "Y'all changed the." Uh, requirements every day, every week. Moving of, the goalposts. Moving yeah. the goalposts mm-hmm. of what it's going to take to be an MVP guy. So I think he is definitely MVP worthy. Um, that drive certainly should have solidified it. But I mean, I don't know because they may change it and say, hey, uh, interceptions. <laughs> no, nah, the Ravens right won last night. So yeah, Lamar. Five yeah, turnovers. Yeah, so, yeah. The, uh, I, I, to your point, Good awareness there by Turpin mm-hmm. to me. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think that play showed a little bit of his, his his growth as a receiver to be able to feel that that corner was over his on on his back and for him to turn at that quick second to draw that flag mm-hmm. it was some savviness there to him and I appreciated it even though they uh, missed Ceedee Lamb getting pants yeah yeah in front of the yeah. whole world yeah like his mama not watching. <laughs> Have mercy. On that note, we're going to take our second, our, yeah, last break of the day. Uh, we're here watching Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today. Dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. 
You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Sean Polite is your 2023 Cowboys Fan of the Year, and now he needs your help. Vote for Sean to be given the ultimate title of NFL Fan of the Year, presented by Captain Morgan, by casting your vote at NFL.com slash Fan of the Year. You better read, Christy. Right? You oh, better go to Come gotta, on, radio. Whoa, radio. 35 years in radio. There you go. <laughs> Come on, radio experience. <laughs> yes. Know who showed a lot of experience? Who? <laughs> Tank? Who? <laughs> Ooh. No, I don't Captain know. Morgan? I lost it. Captain Morgan? It sounded good in my head, but you know what? I'm going to just leave that one alone. Uh, Jazzy. She's a Jazzy. hater. Jazzy. <laughs> Cut me some slack. Uh, I know. Um, or, no, y'all. So Once this, you commit, you got to go. I know. I should have just committed. Um, this defense committed, though. Oh, my gosh. Just They did right what they needed it. to do. They did what they needed to do. To at least give offense the fighting chance they needed. Um, I mean, especially coming from the Bills game, giving up 266 rushing yards. You only allow 91 to a fourth-ranked rushing offense in the NFL. I think it was pretty impressive. Not perfect. Mm -hmm. They did not play perfect. But I think it was a huge improvement from last week. Yeah, we talked about, uh, I heard Jordan Lewis say in his uh, post-game, that turnover battle. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a small it's a small thing and but this defense is not getting turnovers on the road yeah. as they do, as they do in their home. And I just wonder what comes from that. And granted, I think it's schematics. I think there has a lot to do with it, how this team is playing you, how you have to adjust, whatever the case may be. But I was I understand Tua gets the ball out very quickly. Yeah. Saw Dan Quinn bring a safety blitz late in that game that was very effective with Donovan Wilson. I could have used more of that because this defensive line, <laughs> they didn't – I just – I expected a little bit a little bit more consistent pressure from them. And, again, I understand Tua put that left arm in the air and he'd be, he be letting it fly. Yeah. I get it. But I was looking for – I was. I was looking for more – um, pressure from this defensive line and and also too just the way that they they made pressure whatever ways they facilitated mm-hmm. it or whatever I, I expected a little bit more blitz, blitzing this game this is a this is an offensive line that's depleted as we exactly. talked about yeah yeah and I wasn't I, Micah rushed from the middle a lot we saw him we saw him actually play linebacker mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. did he did a lot of stuff off ball coming up and tackle and attacking the edges I thought most of the defense. Uh, handled mm-hmm. um, and set the edge pretty well this game besides the last part and then um, but I, I did I expected more manufactured pressure from this defense especially mm-hmm. when you saw very quickly that when two is pressured the numbers tell you too yeah. is that when he's consistently pressured you can take a lot of their passing attack away and the way that you defended the run you I, I, I you should have to me I thought you would have been trying to take their passing attack away so I was just that was one of the only things that I was like eh, yeah. about yeah <laughs> what, what, yeah. 
One of the things I was um, told before the game is, and, and the Dolphins have done a good job this year. They've uh, allowed, I believe, like the third fewest sacks. And, mm -hmm. and you're right, Aisha, because Tua does get rid of the ball uh, so quickly. So it is hard to get to him. And uh, But I was told, uh, and, and this doesn't necessarily mean sacks, this means hits on someone, but a hard hit early, you can affect Tua, and it can, you know, throw him off for the rest of the game. Mm -hmm. And they, they didn't get one of those early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they did. I mean, they laid the schmack it down uh, on him um, on that pass to, to Tyreek Hill that he missed. Well, he the, got... the one that, that was the, well, that was in the, the first drive you're talking about, right? Yes. They, they did get him pretty good on that one. Yeah. But uh, he got the ball away. He did get hit on that one. But um, but then the next play lays it perfectly down the right sideline to Jalen Waddle for was that fifty or forty eight? I think yeah. fifty yards. And if I'm not mistaken, so, they, this mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken, this was the lowest pressure rate that this Cowboys defense has administered the whole season, mm. which is it, again I, I I go back to I don't understand why when the Cowboys play these depleted offensive lines. They are not getting the consistent pressure. They're not getting – it doesn't make any sense yeah, yeah, to me. It's just – boy, but against uh, those kinds of weapons, though, I, I'm, I, talking, I, I'm not – I'm just – I'm asking. I'm, I'm just I'm asking. I'm devil's not, advocate. Oh, yeah, I'm so. not criticizing. I'm, I'm questioning. I don't understand yeah. how it's even possible for them to go up against these these offensive lines. I looked at that. I looked at their center. He been getting whooped the last two weeks. And you telling me also Digizua is not like – I'll go watch it. I haven't gotten all 22. I'll go watch it again uh, tonight or whatever and find out what happens. But it's just, it doesn't make sense to yeah, me because so, so I know you, these guys can play. You're not necessarily uh, uh, calling for blitzing. You're just saying winning the one-on-one -on -one and getting the pressure. Cause, yeah, cause I could believe about that. When, when you have the, um, uh, the skill positions that they do, and mm -hmm. it, it's risk-reward every time you blitz, right? That's fair. Or, or um, you, this is not going to be a time where you zone blitz and drop one of your bigger guys back there because they're going to have no shot against the fast players mm -hmm. of the um, Dolphins. But that um, when it's a risk-reward like that and you've got the speed that the Dolphins do, I don't think that, yeah, you're, you were going to do that risk. You were going to sit in your zone, going to play vision defense, uh, going to try and keep everything in front of you to negate, help negate that uh, speed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What if you guys had to choose the biggest area of concern within this defense? What would it be from it, Monday? I mean, from Sunday. Got got to get to the take. Got to what you you were living on earlier in the season, the takeaways take and the pressure. So I agree with Aisha on that. <laughs> oh my God, poor Aisha's are so stressed. I'm sorry. Because they did much better against the run. Run was they our did. one was, did. run was the thing we were talking about last week, mm -hmm. right? Got to play well against the run against uh, the Dolphins, and they did. And they limited the amount of big plays. They really did. I mean, they that did a was good job impressive too, as mm -hmm. far as coverage. Um, mm -hmm. Tyreek Hill with, I mean, 14 targets, well, nine receptions, 99 yards. But still, uh, this is a guy that you usually, can't be, you can't be mad about that. Yeah, yeah you can't be mad yeah. about that. True. I'm yeah. not mad. Uh, I hate to say it. My biggest concern moving forward is what how this linebacker room mm. shakes out. Because even though I loved Micah, again, it's a give and take thing. Even though I loved seeing him play middle linebacker, yeah. you're taking away, again, from some of the instances where he can rush the passer. And, again, I understand it's all circumstantial, whatever the case may be. But um, the 
number one, I do think I don't know what's going on with Damone Clark, but I, if I'm not mistaken, a couple weeks ago he was banged up. I think you saw some of that in his game. He was a lot slower to the trigger, and I just felt like that mattered. And with Marquise Bell, he's he's great in coverage, but again, these teams are finding up ways to climb on these guys and put them out of position. And without Hank being out there, or or just even again the funneling of the defense being it's going like the way this defense is designed is to funnel to the linebackers and yeah. it's it's a lot of stress on them right now mm-hmm. so for me it's the linebacker position and i i appreciated dan quinn seeing okay we can go out here and we can let micah play from there somewhere sometime and it was favorable he it helped a lot but I'm concerned about this linebacker core and how they shake back and what they're able to do in response to how teams are scheming against them at this point and mm-hmm. figuring some things out. So, um, again, I thought overall the defensive performance was pretty good. Yeah. But it's it's starting to make me feel a little indifferent um, uh, moving forward. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Well, that'll wrap things up for today's episode. Tomorrow we'll be talking Detroit Lions. They come to town to take on the Cowboys. That's a wrap for today's episode. You're watching Girls Talk Voice Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. See y'all tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!